Welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Welcome to Episode 96. Our guest from Robert Young Estate Winery, Karen Maley, the General Manager. Welcome, Karen. Hello. So we're starting off really excellently because Karen brought ta-da, this bottle of wine. You want to tell us all about this? Ah, uh, yes. So it's called the Scion. So oh yes, Robert Young Estate Winery is known for two things: big, beautiful, voluptuous, luscious Chardonnays, and also Cabernet and Bordeaux blends. And so this is our Scion, which is our flagship Bordeaux blend, and it's called the Scion. It's predominantly uh, Cabernet. But uh, it's called a scion for two reasons. It has two meanings. One is a scion means the descendant of a family. Right. And also, it's the shoot that's grafted onto a vine. So when they started the winery back in 1997, this is the name they chose for their flagship. All right. Very nice. I would like a little. You have a lot of scions at Robert Young, too. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So let's pour me some wine. A little for Marcy. Thank you, Beth. <laughs> no, I tried to. I will say shout out to Dave in the last episode who said Beth never gives me enough wine. No, so now I'm trying to. Now I'm overcompensating. We're remedying you have it. that glass of Cabernet. Okay, and a little for and you know Karen's here. We'll let Karen have a little too. Of course, <laughs> she you. brought this beautiful wine. We go all out for our guests. Okay, so I would like you just to tell us a little bit about the the story, sort of the history of Robert Young, how it started, and and Robert the founder. It's a fascinating story. They're one of the oldest families in Alexander Valley and actually in Sonoma County. So they've been on the ranch in Alexander Valley for over 160 years. So the first generation we call of of the Youngs, uh, Peter and Rachel, uh, he came out to California from the East Coast originally for the gold rush. Mm-hmm. And I mean, then, that sounds amazing. And then eventually brought his his family over and settled on this ranch which is about 10 minutes drive north of Healdsburg. Right. Mm-hmm. Nestled beautiful in that drive. beautiful corner of the valley. It's, it's, it's absolutely spectacular. And so uh, back then in that day, uh, when you ranched a, a, a farm, it was sheep and cattle mm-hmm. and wheat and prunes. Prunes, yes. Now, a lot of people don't realize this, but most of the area that we call wine country now was actually planted to prunes in Napa and Sonoma, right up until the 1960s, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that Healdsburg's city motto used to be Healdsburg, the buckle of the prune belt. I which, know, I love that. Which I'm still like, makes what? me laugh. Which still makes me laugh to this day. It's, it's, it's cute. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he passes it down to the second generation of the Youngs on the farm, and that's his son Silas. And he continues to to you know ranch the farm uh, a lot and expanding the prune business. And then in 1935, uh, he dies unexpectedly, expectedly um, on the ranch. And he leaves the ranch to his 16-year-old son, Robert Young, his, Robert Young's mother, and their younger sister. And so it's 1935. It's the middle of the Great Depression. Oh, boy. And there's a $70,000 note to the bank on the property. Well, that seems really massive for that time. It is. It is. It was massive at that time. And so the bank is looking at this 16-year-old son, and they call in the note. Ah. Now, very luckily, um, there was an uncle called Uncle Meeks, and he actually had owned Soda Rock Winery, which when we talk about the fire impacts... Uh, they were impacted by the fire impacts. But back in the back in the day, he had owned uh, Soda Rock Winery. He didn't have children. 
uh, his own father had died very tragically in a mill accident. Life was tough back then. Mm -hmm. And uh, was a successful businessman in San Francisco. So he came out to see Robert Young and he made him an offer. He said, would you like to come work for me in San Francisco or do you want to stay on the ranch? And Robert Young said, I want to stay on the ranch. Wow. So he stepped in, guaranteed the note, and literally oh my gosh. Uh, saved the family ranch. Yeah. So Robert Young continues in the prune business, and his daughter, Susan, uh, sort of observes that she thinks that because he didn't have a father figure over his shoulder, sort of telling him this is the way we do things mm-hmm. and this is how to do it. He became an incredible innovator mm-hmm. and sort of an icon in the prune business in Alexander Valley. Uh, a lot of innovations around uh, around the drying and, and the harvesting of prunes. So at 1963, the head of the prune board uh, approaches Robert Young and says, "You know, we're thinking of um, we're thinking of planting this new crop called Cabernet Sauvignon." <laughs> in Alexander Valley. And we're looking for someone to experiment with it. Would you be willing? And he said, of course. So Robert Young was actually the first person to plant Cabernet Sauvignon in Alexander Valley, 14 acres right behind the main home. And I mean, of course, that's what it's known for now. Oh, yeah. The the entire entire region. And uh, he made, he ended up making so much more money per acre off the 14 acres on the grapes that he immediately ripped all the prunes out. Right. And at the time, all of his neighbors were like, that's crazy. Well, yeah, prunes that's are insane. it. <laughs> prunes are it. Prunes are our future. And because he was an innovator, he he jumped in. So he, uh, through the 70s, the late 60s and the 70s, he's replanted the entire ranch to, uh, to vines, Chardonnay, Cabernet, and then the Bordeaux blends. And he actually becomes the, uh, the largest, we're the largest family-owned grower of premium wines in Alexander Valley, and we sell to uh, a tremendous, a long list of uh, very famous really wineries. Really high-end wineries. Very high-end, yes. very high-end wineries. Mm-hmm. And um, so one of the things that also happened is that uh, in 1975, so he starts selling his grapes, uh, most of the Chardonnay on the Valley floor, to uh, Chateau Saint-Jean. So Dick Arrowwood at the time is the winemaker and also a family friend, and loves the Chardonnay that's coming off the the Alexander Valley Ranch for Robert Young. And they do the very first vineyard-designated wine in the United States. Now, that's very popular now. Mm -hmm. It's it's, it's not unusual. But back then, it was the Chateau Saint-Jean Robert Young Vineyard Chardonnay. And that's what uh, Chateau Saint-Jean actually used to build their uh, their brand as a premium brand uh, across the United States in the 70s and 80s at restaurants. Mm-hmm. So he continues and he's ranching. Uh, he has four adult children, uh, Joanne, Susan, Jim, and Fred. And they all still live on the property and work every day in the property. Mm-hmm. So this is something that's really it's important to know uh, about this family is that Susan Susan Sheehy, which is uh, Robert Young's um, second daughter, uh, she'll tell you that this isn't just a family business. This is their way of life. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They grew up on the ranch. Mm-hmm. They worked hard every day, and they continue to work hard every day. And it's they feel as if that this they this baton has been passed to them. Now they're the fourth generation. And their most important goal is to pass this down to the next generation. Right. 
uh, with their with the with the children and the grandchildren, mm-hmm. and they're doing an excellent job of it. Yes, because the next generation is uh, taking part now. The grandchildren are working there too. Yes, exactly. So in 1997, uh, we're the largest family grower in the valley. So it's 450 acres, 317 acres planted to vines. Uh, but the adult children of Robert Young are thinking, how do we pass this down to the next generation? And so that's when they decided to create the winery with their own wines. And Fred Young, uh, the youngest, actually spearheaded that with the family and oversees the winery now. Jim Young oversees all of the vineyards. So they all work together in tandem. And uh, so they released their wines in 1997. Uh, And there's only, we probably do about 4,000 cases. All of it's direct to consumer. And uh, so only about 5% of the grapes that we grow go into our wines, but they're the very best. Right. So when they decided to do it, because they know the, the, I mean, they've been farming for, they've been farming these grapes for over 60 years. They walked through the vineyards and they selected the very best vineyard blocks and wrote them out of the grower contracts because they can. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then micro, and then they micro farm those. So everything's done by hand and, and uh, very meticulously. So, but the idea was that once they established this winery, it would also be a place for the next generation, right. the fifth and sixth generation mm-hmm. to come in. So Robbie Young, he's a 25 year old young man. Yeah, I thought he was coming today. I'm like, I'm I bummed. know, I know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you about that in a minute. But he, he uh, just graduated from Sonoma State. Mm-hmm. University in their wine business program. He is our lead in hospitality. And uh, then, and so he's fifth generation. His cousin, Rachel Kelly, uh, is sixth generation. She's Joanne's, it gets complicated, but she's Joanne's granddaughter. Uh And she's also 25. And uh, she's taking courses at UC Davis. She's our assistant cellar master. And she's apprenticing under Matt. So we've got Rachel under Matt. We've got um, Robbie reporting up through uh, for, through me in hospitality. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, as a general manager, one of the main job responsibilities that I have from the family is to mentor and train mm-hmm. this next generation to one day take over uh, and, and pass it on to their children. wrote a story about Robert Young Winery, and I met Rachel, and it was before the Scion House was built. Yes. And we went up there, and we were looking down, and and she told me about the oak tree behind the house, how that's where everyone got married under that tree. It was was such a beautiful story. It's like a novel, sweeping five generations. I mean, you came out for the gold rush. You're like, what? (laughs) It's such an incredible history and story. And that's the only place you're going to get to taste the wine. Exactly. And uh, we tasted through all the Chardonnays and how different they are. Just a wonderful experience. I think it's one of the most iconic places in the valley to visit. So in one year ago, there's this incredible hillside overlook right behind it with that oak tree that you mentioned. And we built a beautiful tasting room. So that that was the outlook where it was a family's favorite outlook. Yeah. Because of the 360-degree Sweeping views of Alexander Valley. I mean, yeah. pe- people people who've been there now say that it's one of the best views in in Sonoma County. It's amazing. Uh, and most of the kids got married on that. On right, that that's overlook. what she was yeah. saying. Yeah. And so when they decided to expand and um, and build a new tasting room with a, a different level of experience, uh, they decided to build it on that overlook, and it truly is stunning. And it's 
there's nothing that compares when you're wanting to experience wine of driving out to Alexander Valley. It opens up like a picture book. Just this incredible sense of serenity mm-hmm. yeah. and peace. So we have uh, our members come out now and they'll sit and sometimes they bring a crib board and, and oh, you yeah, know and they'll perfect. bring their friends, particularly as we're going into the holidays, mm-hmm. when you have friends from out of town mm-hmm. and you just want to show off where you live mm-hmm. with some great wine. It's it's so beautiful. And they sit there. There's we have um, we have beautiful seated tastings that are very relaxing out on that back deck with that incredible view, and there's this one big couch, and one of our members calls it his Zen Den, <laughs> which I love. But it is it's relaxing, it's rejuvenating, it's just it's just a lovely yeah, piece of it's, our area, and it's a lovely little. It's called the Scion House, correct? And it's it's beautiful. You have that deck, you have a little private tasting room. Uh, yes. There's a lot of little nooks and crannies. It seems like there's a lot of it, options for tasting. It's a wonderful yes. thing. Now, people make reservations for tastings, or can they just show up? How does that work when they come to the tasting room? Well, we do it both ways. So we highly recommend that you call ahead and make an appointment just so that we can take care of you properly right. with the appropriate level of hospitality. But we also we also have people drop in. Um, so there's a couple of experiences that you can do. There's uh, You can come in for one of two tastings. One is our tasting where you get a selection of our wines. It's called our estate tasting. It lasts for about an hour, hour and a half, and you get all the family history. Then we have our reserve tasting, which is called our scion tasting. And that's all of our reserve wines, plus paired with some local artisanal food purveyors. So nice. we have wonderful cheeses. We have journeyman salami, Pizza Gaseo's family. Everybody talks about journeyman. Yeah. I know. Well, who, how can you not? I know. It's so fantastic. I got it for my uh, son-in-law <laughs> as, a, as a club. Oh, wow. <laughs> I joined the journeyman club for him. Now that's a that's a Christmas it was. Uh, present. Yeah, I know. Along, along <laughs> with the membership at, at Robert Young. Yeah, there you go. I'll go back and add that. <laughs> and uh, so those are our two tastings, which can be seated for groups or just a couple. And uh, then we also have a vineyard tour. And we have a 15-person gondola pulled by a John Deere tractor. It takes you out to the beautiful vineyards and then sometimes also ends in the caves. And then this winter, as the weather turns, we're going to start opening up our underground caves because we also have underground caves. Yeah, I was just going to say, I forgot about the caves, but people love to see people caves. People love caves. Yes. So let's see. I'm going to have a sip a little bit more wine here, Marcy. But did you bring an item that you would like uh, Karen and I to be wowed by? You know, I don't have an item. You don't have an item? I don't have an item today. Oh, crushing blow. Karen, you have really, you are missing out. Because let me tell you, these items are usually really something something you can't believe. How about a book? Do you have a book? Yes, I do have a book. But I I got my episodes mixed up, so I didn't, I'm sorry. Well, we'll forgive you. Give me more wine and I'll bring more items. But I do have a book. Okay, a book. So we're coming up on uh, New Year's soon. Mm -hmm. And... Everyone has bubbles on New Year's. So this is a very interesting book. It's called... Burst. I love that. Bubbles on New Year's. I have bubbles. Uh, I know. Tuesday. Well, yes. But, <laughs> yes, but, every, but that's okay. Is every day, is every day New Year's? I, yeah, I'm like... But traditionally, okay. that's what people... Other people. It's celebratory yes. holidays or a time. We'll go with that. So it's called Bursting Bubbles, A Secret History of Champagne and the Rise of the Great Growers. And it's by Robert Walters. Now, this isn't about California sparkling, but it is a very deep dive, very interesting story about the rise of grower champagne mm-hmm. and about how uh, champagne began. Also, it's a lot of myth-busting. You know, there's a lot of people think there's only three grapes that can be used in Chardonnay, I, I mean, in <laughs> champagne. But it's interesting, but he does do a disclaimer. He is a wine seller. 
So there is a little bit of a motive here, but it's it's very well done. He just really poses a lot of questions to make people think about what they're drinking, mm-hmm. how it came to be, the lands. And um, there's some pictures because we know Beth likes pictures. I like pictures. <laughs> those are just, I don't know, those are not the pictures I'm looking for. But it does <laughs> but talk about the major regions. So people, especially if you're mounting a trip... I would say this is this is a really interesting book, because, but the way he writes it is very narrative and it's fun. You'll learn a lot. Okay. So that is my recommendation. Sounds like a plan. You know, back in back in my twenties, my father was a airline pilot, and so for a couple of years while I was going to university, I was also a flight attendant oh. and worked in first class. Oh, and you boy. can't nice. take, when you open up, and that was when first class was. First class. was really Truly first class. first. <laughs> and uh, you can't, if you open up, when you open up the champagne, you can't take it off. And I remember we would, <laughs> after the meal service, we would literally wash our hands in champagne. Oh, my Lord. It was Lord. fantastic. <laughs> How decadent is that? That is right? the most Kidding. decadent thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, my God. That's it's awesome. It's an exfoliant. Yeah. <laughs> The tips from 30,000 feet. Yes. yes exactly. Also, oh when God. you open a bottle in the air, is the compression different? Yes, or? it is. Yes, it is. Well, and, and you also get uh, intoxicated Right, faster. thinner air. But also your perception in the, the taste is affected as well. Yes, it's a little well. tinnier. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I mean, listen, when you're sitting in first class and they're, and they're, and they're serving you, you know, champagne and, and beluga caviar, I don't think you're right. I don't think you're not. You know, you're not taking notes on the <laughs> no, taste. But, no. Wow, what a great little uh, fun that, fact to know that awesome. is. I love it. Okay. I think we're probably close to wrapping things up. I do want to mention one thing. Of course you do. Because <laughs> that's what I always do. Uh, so if you're, you know, going to be looking for something fun to do now that we're heading into the new year, we have Winter Wineland coming up along the wine road. Winter Wineland, January 18th and 19th. So you can book tickets. You go online to wineroad.com, click on Winter Wineland. We have 100 wineries participating. And if you haven't got a room yet, you should check with some of the lodging members that are on the wine road site because... Not all of them, but almost all of them are offering package deals that will include two tickets to the event. Oh, that's candy. So that's a super deal. Yeah, candy dandy. So Winter Wineland, January 18th and 19th. you got a couple weeks to go. That's coming up sooner than we know. It's so awesome. I, I did have a question for Karen. Best way to contact Robert Young through the website? Correct. So that's com. And so as we move into the holidays, uh, if you've got some guests from out of town, or and you want to bring them out, or you need to get away from them. <laughs> that's Mar- that's, that's Marcy. That's what I always say. <laughs> that's what Marcy says. <laughs> Thank exactly. you, Karen. I'm I always need to go- get out of town. I need I'm to get out of Dodge. I'm always <laughs> criticized awful. for that, but it's <laughs> like, know. you know, it's a reality. Uh, but no, it's it's uh, coming to, re- just call us, make an appointment, um, or if you're in the area, stop by. Literally, we're we're 10 minutes outside of, of Healdsburg. Hear about yeah. the family story, drink some of the beautiful wines. It's a wonderful way for you to decompress and relax and to show off the uh, the region that your no, visitors... No better place. It, it is great. a beautiful drive. Yeah. All right. So we'll put How to Reach Robert Young Winery in the show notes. We'll put that link. We'll put the link to our book, Bursting Bubbles. We'll put a link to this beautiful wine as well. And a wink. A wink. We'll put a wink. A wink, a wink to winter wineland. <laughs> wink, wink. And a link. And a link to WineRoad.com, as always. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Bethy Beth? I think that's it. I think that I will, though, however, continue to share this bottle with Marcy because I always want to make sure she gets enough I hope wine. you're listening to that, Dave. She, yeah. Thank you for <laughs> reprimanding her. I, we love our podcast <laughs> listeners. Yeah, that's awesome. So, thank you so much, Karen. It's wonderful oh, to you, have you here. And uh, Happy New Year. Happy yeah. New Year to you. Thanks. See you on the Wine Road. <laughs>